right, all right. What's going on? Did I sound like Matthew McConaughey there? No. It's Trucking Answers, the podcast where you only get me through your ear hole, and I think that's great, and so does everybody else. So, that's awesome. This has been voted the best trucking podcast on the internet by my family and Kat, and I appreciate that. And by the way, Gracie is here today to be my co-host. I am Mark, your humble host on the podcast. Today we've got trucking news, we've got automotive news, and I've got another reason we're not on Mars. All right, so let's put it in the big hole and get uh, get this show on the road. Today I want to welcome another country, Uzbekistan. <laughs> when you have a podcast, at least on my host, you can get uh, statistics that shows where it's being downloaded. Guess what? Eight downloads in Uzbekistan. That is right. Eight downloads. So booyah to that. Eight downloads. <laughs> Welcome Uzbekistan, whatever the heck that is. I don't know. I'm sure it's a lovely country. So I'm happy to have anybody download the podcast. Always amazed when uh, people want to listen. So I appreciate it. Welcome to Uzbekistan today. For a moment here, if you'll allow me to, I'd like to talk about identification, carrying an ID, and what that's come to in this country. And I think. I think it should bother everybody, and it doesn't. And that's what surprises me sometimes. There are places in this country now where you have to show your VAX card, right, or proof somehow through an app or whatever, to get in, to even eat at a restaurant, to go to a venue, to a Broadway set. Oh, we're going to have to have that. Not that anybody goes to Broadway that much, but it's the idea. That seems to be just fine with people. Oh, yeah. Get those nasty people without a vaccine, even though you don't know why they can't get the vaccine. They could have a medical problem. There could be other reasons why they just haven't gotten it, whatever. This is America, after all, people. Don't forget that. Um, But then the other side of it is, oh, an ID to vote? Oh, that's terrible. How dare you ask me for an identification to cast a ballot? Come in the country illegally? Oh, sure, just come on. You don't need anything to come in or proof of anything, testing. That's fine. But you as a citizen can't go eat at a restaurant in some places without providing your papers. And that, that, my friends, should bother every one of you, no matter which side of the aisle you're on. This isn't, you know, oh, vax, NMX. This, in America, you know, the police are not supposed to, at least, to be able to go up to you and say you can't go in there unless you have an ID, unless you ha- can prove this or prove that. It isn't a government thing. If you personally feel like, oh, if I go eat and are at a restaurant, for example, and I don't know if everybody else in this restaurant has gotten something that I think they should get, then you stay home. That's how it should work. There is a measure of risk to freedom. I always say that. Always a measure of risk. If you want to be safe, if you want to be 100% safe, you have to lock yourself up in a cave. Okay? If you want to be free, you're going to have to also have risk. There's always going to be risk. If we wanted to eliminate all risk, which is what I hear from people, well, if this saves one person, you know, well, you know, why do we drive around? Why do we ever leave our houses for anything? You know, there's risk. And some things, because people are free, there's going to be a risk to you because everyone gets to be free. And so that risk is something that you tolerate 
in a free society like, well, you know what? At least we're all free. It might be risky. Maybe not. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I won't. That's a personal choice that you make for yourself, your body, your choice, right? I hear about it all the time. But don't impose that on anybody else. That's how that's how freedom is supposed to work, isn't it? But don't come here and tell me, oh, well, Mark, you can't ask people for an identification to vote. By the way, you are required for that in Indiana, among other states. You can't, can't ask people anything. They come across the border, let everybody in. Let, but doggone it, if Mark, if you want to go in that restaurant, you better provide a, an app, a card, and everything else. Please, please save it for somebody who cares, all right? I want to talk about um, Break Safety Week this week. We're in the middle of Break Safety Week. It's the 24th of August. And uh, they're looking for chafing and rubbing of your hoses. Okay. And uh, by the way, chafing hoses will be playing this Saturday. Uh, so that'll be pretty interesting. But chafing and rubbing of hoses, mainly what they're looking for, they said. Now, of course, they can do a full inspection, all that. But that's what they're looking for because it's easy to see. And uh, they get a lot of problems with that. About a one-fourth of the trucks that they look at have this problem. The hoses rub, and they can rub through, and of course, that can be a major problem with your brakes. So if you get a minute, go down there, uh, you know, and the weather's good or whatever, go climb around, see if you got any chafing problems, and uh, maybe you want to get that fixed, which you'd want to get fixed anyhow, right? So uh, let's uh, let's take that. Uh, Australia, back to uh, my uh, original point here, they said drivers, did you see this? By the end of August, sometime what 31st boy i should write stuff down wouldn't it be a lot better right gracers all right she moved her ear at least so um <laughs> they're gonna block all the highways in and out of every city at the end of the month to uh protest the lockdowns they are locked down tight in australia okay tight you can be arrested for being outside you can only go so many uh what miles kilometers or something from your house and only so much a day they're serious there and of course, um, it's not doing any good naturally because you know, taking away everybody's freedoms is not the answer to everything. It just isn't. I don't know if people understand that. Why everyone tolerates it is beyond me. Okay, why people just tolerate everything? Oh yeah, well the government said I guess better you know forget them. That's why we're here. We threw a government out. All right, okay, back to this. Australians trucks truckies as they're called there. I don't. That doesn't sound that scary. Kind of like the hurricane names. They're supposedly going to block all the highways. They just told everybody, they came out and said, look, everybody go stock up on food and uh, supplies because we're going to block all the highways in and out and disrupt everything. So we'll see if they do it. I think that'd be pretty interesting to see if they do it. Be about time somebody has got the uh, Quahoochies to, uh, you know, do something. Pretty impressive if they, uh, if they actually did it. That'd be a reason I can go along with. It has started already. Although, you, as you know, I'm not opposed to 18 to 20-year-olds driving a truck if uh, they get the training because they'll actually be trained by someone with experience, unlike a 21-year-old. The N Nebraska Trucking Association, all right, so uh, they had a thing at a middle school in Nebraska. And, of course, who showed up there? Werner with uh, one of their military-based trucks. I guess they have some trucks that celebrate the military. They have a few drivers that go around these trucks so they were showing off their trucks and um they said the kids love the horn okay because you know that's what driving is honk the horn at everybody whether they told the kids the uh, truth of trucking because i think everybody you know before they get into trucking maybe somebody ought to sit down with them for an hour and really explain the good and the bad because you know you have to take the good and take the bad you take it all 
This is what I understand. And then, then you have the facts of trucking. That's how it works. Okay. So I don't know if they did that, but I, uh, to middle schoolers, but I think that should happen to everybody. It should be like a counseling session for an hour because if people really understood, um, maybe not as many people would get in, but the people that do get in would stay. Because people have an expectation in their mind, like these kids, oh, I get to honk the horn and drive around. And while there is some of that, <laughs> you know, that's not all of it. So I wonder if they did that un, uh, unknown about that. Now, there and more on this. There was a, an, a poll online, and I love this. I love this kind of stuff. The poll said, <laughs> now, okay, are you ready? Are you hanging on to your gear shifter? Okay. If what would you do, okay, if your company mandates a vaccine, okay, and there were a number of responses that you could choose from. Now, get this 27% of the drivers said, I'll make them fire me, and 20 more percent said, I'll quit. <laughs> Bull, I'm calling BS on that. Drivers won't do a darn thing. They'll do nothing is what you'll do. They're tough on a pole, right? But those same drivers will sit for a day in a dock without getting any money. They'll do a layover, sit a day, whole weekend, no pay, and do nothing. Nothing. And that's exactly what they'll do here too. Nothing. 47% are going to leave baloney every time something comes up in trucking all the Billy Big Riggers come out of the woodwork oh CDL I ain't getting no CDL I remember that right automatics I ain't driving no automatic we had drivers say that when we switched over a number of years ago they're here they're still here right always no matter what it is electronic logs I'm getting out of the industry you're not going anywhere Okay, Billy, get back in your truck, start your automatic, sign into your ELD, and get down the road. 47% BS. 47 drivers, maybe, out of all the drivers. But believe me, it ain't going to be any 47% of drivers. They talk tough. If that company goes, listen, Billy, big rigger. It's time you got to no like Tyson. I think is November or whatever is one of them. And you think all those drivers are quitting? They're not. They're down getting it. Okay, that's what they're doing. That's what it's going to be in every industry. Yeah, yeah. There'll be some stragglers that'll say, "Forget it. I ain't doing it." It isn't going to be any forty-seven percent. I'll tell you that. It's not going to be. It'll be lucky to be fifty drivers. Okay. If a huge company had 10,000 drivers, it would be 50 people that they have to fire. So, I don't even want to hear that from people. ShipX. Did you see this? I saw a little article about ShipX. You know, as people know, I love ShipX. Okay, I do. Because ShipX has a salary. They've had it for many years. And uh, I love a salary program. I think it's better than mileage. And mileage, you're always getting hosed. Right, at least a little bit. Even practical miles, 500 miles is 495 miles or whatever. And I just don't like any part of your day not getting paid. ShipX is on a salary so that, you know, if you have a problem, you're still getting paid. Anyways, here's one thing they do, which I didn't know about. After their 12 months, you can get a wrap for your truck 
first off, you get to take any truck on the line. They have, as you see, their trucks all over. They're all different colors. They're all different uh, varieties and colors and stuff. So you get to pick whichever ready truck you want. If you want a specific color, by the way, and they don't have it ready right then, you can actually request to be moved out of it when it comes in, and they'll do that. After they're a year, they'll wrap your truck in a custom wrap of your choice. They'll do military wraps. They'll do charity wraps. They'll do basically uh, for anything you want to support, nothing political, they said, which I agree with, right? Your business, your there to uh, serve everybody but they'll do basically any other kind of wrap you want on the truck and i think that's super cool i had no idea about that now is that a reason to go work at ship x i don't know about that uh you know for one oh i'm gonna go here because of the wrap i don't know but i will say i think that's an interesting way to um keep a driver a wrap is really relatively inexpensive that makes that truck your truck and i think it works both ways that You'll feel better about the truck. It'll be your truck, and you be might be more likely to take care of it, which also helps ShipX because uh, if you take care of the truck better, then the truck looks better and everything works out better. I think it's a great idea. It's certainly probably not where I'd say, oh, quit your job and go work there so you can get your truck wrapped unless you're, like, really into some kind of uh, certain charity or whatever or, you know, military. But for people that are there, it's pretty cool the truck I they had a couple pictures of them super cool I love the idea I think it's a great idea the South Carolina ports are gonna buy some electric trucks to clean the air and they bought eight trucks so far and they said people are already realizing the cleaner air eight trucks by the way they spent 1.3 million dollars on eight trucks all right and uh, they give them to two companies, which I love. So the government goes, buys trucks, and give them to a company. So you get an unfair competition. I don't like that at all, of course. This is another one of those things that if they're so great, people would just buy them. You know, people will always do what's best for their business. And if these were best for their business, they'd already go get them. But either way, they said, oh, the cleaner people could feel the cleaner air. And uh, I'm like, oh, wow, eight trucks. You're like, oh, look at I can see the birds or whatever. I don't think so, eight trucks. Another government boondoggle that shouldn't be buying trucks for private companies. Let companies buy the trucks themselves. Okay, that's not how government money should work. But hey, what do I know? Uh, it's just me and Gracie talking to you on the podcast, right? I want to talk a little bit about a couple of automotive news things that I have here. Have you seen the Grand Jeep Grand Wagoner Series 3? And I love that they're calling it Series. There's a Series 1, Series 2. It's big, okay? In the Series 3... You know who they're competing with, right? The Series 3 is $102,000. I saw a review of it. So you're going to go down to the Jeep dealer and spend 100 plus large. And in Indiana, sales tax 7% on a car. That's on, So you're looking at 110 grand basically, uh, for this thing. Holy cremoles. I mean, <laughs> a really? You know, you can uh, bebop over to your local, uh, you know, Land Rover dealer maybe and get an actual SUV uh, rather than a Jeep. I'm just saying that, you know, at some point, could you not step your life up and get, um, you know, something, a real luxury name rather than a Jeep? You know, they, I never thought this was a great idea of this huge spread of prices. You don't see Rolls Royce, right, having some entry level $38,000 Rolls. You just don't have, you don't see that. And for Jeep to go way up market like this, not a great plan. Hyundai, uh, you know, just spun off Genesis. 
they may, had to make Genesis. You couldn't buy because they had initial, those early Genesis were Hyundais. They're badged as a Hyundai. It's the Hyundai dealing. You can't sell that next to uh, an Accent, a $15,000 car. You just can't do that. And uh, this is the same thing. So you can go in there and get like a 20 some thousand dollar Renegade or a, a Grand Wagoneer for 102000 I don't think so. Lexus, Toyota did it with Lexus, Nissan with Infiniti, right? Honda, Acura. So once you go up market, you need to go new brand, in my opinion. I don't think I'm going to be spending any hundred thousand on any Jeep. Okay, at a hundred, I'd be down getting the official SUV of the Queen, right? Land Rover. So a uh, hundred thousand dollars, and the average new car price, by the way, just went over forty-one thousand dollars. Oh, part of that, I think, though, is because that's all that's left. Part of it is pickup trucks, of course. My Ford dealer still has a pickup truck over it's $90,000. I'm like, oh, $90,000 for a pickup truck. You can almost get this Jeep Grand Wagoneer Series 3 for that. But uh, part of it is that's what's left. All the lower price cars are gone, and you just can't get any cars now. The Ford dealer looks like uh, it's almost abandoned here in town. So uh, that's ridiculous. But what's left are higher-end vehicles that people didn't buy. And so now that's what they have to get people are like oh i gotta get a car and so the average new car price went over forty one thousand dollars i think that's crazy that's crazy for the average new car price i'm i mean i'm surprised because i will see people getting oh it's been twenty thousand there's just not that many used cars either mazda has a new mx30 did you see this it's electric okay it's small but it has a 100 mile range That'd be like getting in the car at a quarter tank every day, and that's full. But 10 days a year, you can go to your Mazda dealer, give them that, and they'll give you a gas-powered Mazda so you can go on a trip. That's included in the price, no extra charge. This thing takes two hours to charge on a level two, which is a 240 charger. But because the battery is small enough, you could just use a plug in your house. Just plug it in the wall, 110. And you'd be able to charge it up overnight without any problem, really. Level 2s are around, but 2 hours sitting at a level 2, not great. And remember the Bolt. Oh, by the way, it's $35,000, right? That's why I'm comparing it to a Bolt, which has a 259-mile range for $32,000. So I think that at 100 miles, it's probably enough for most everybody. Most people do not commute 100 miles a day. And I'll tell you this, if you commute 100 miles per day, you should change jobs or move. Do not commute 100 miles a day. That's a long way. A couple of hours out of your day, 10 hours a week, 500 hours a year, you're losing to sitting in your car to go to a job you probably don't like that much anyways. Waste of time, okay? Do not commute like that that's your life and you will never get that time back there's only so many minutes of it that you have to use don't waste them commuting to some useless job to make somebody else rich so uh but the bolt i think would be a better deal at thirty-two thousand for 259 mile range and other than they're being recalled and chevy said to park bolts outside do not park them in your garage do not charge them past 80 percent don't let them go under 30 percent uh, because they could catch on fire, burn your house down. Other than that, they seem to be great cars. Uh, they do. Other than, you know, fires and you can't charge them and discharge them. And, uh, you know, other than just small problems like that. But, hey, don't worry. We're going to fix it. We're going to fix it. You know, GM, we have a good history of cars, Vega. So, 
I want to tell you a reason we're not on Mars. This is a reason. So Dateline, Canton, Georgia. Canton, Georgia. So the popo down there goes out and sees this guy speeding. And they're like, we are going to write ourselves a ticket today. They pull him over. And so he does what most people do when they get pulled over for speeding. He runs. He just skids out of his car and runs away. Uh, and they can't find him, apparently, because they didn't expect it. And uh, who knows? Maybe it was just donut day. They He just went booking it. And he was out of there. And, uh, and so they look through his car. And um, they find a $100 scratcher that he had scratched off a winning lottery ticket. They also found a little meth. But hey, a little meth between friends. You know, what are we going to do about that? So what they do, they know who he is. Because they have his car that he left there. It's his car. It isn't stolen. So I don't know if you know this, but the police, they can run your license plate and find out where the car's registered. Just right there in their car. Did you know that? They can do it. They can. So they did that, apparently, and they got his address. But they did not go to arrest this guy. Okay. This is the greatest story. They're like, look, we're lazy or whatever. They sent him a letter in the mail and said we uh, you know when you left us or something to the effect of that we you had a hundred dollar scratcher that a winner scratcher in your car so if you just come in to the station with this letter we'll give you your scratcher ticket because you lo- you left it and you need to be able to well he went to the police station with the letter because i guess it said presented to the desk sergeant or whatever and uh you know we'll give you he went back to the police station. He went in there a few days later, you know, after he got this letter or whatever, and he showed up with the letter to claim his lottery ticket. I don't even know what to say. What do you think is going to happen? Well, that's exactly what happened. They arrested him for speeding, fleeing police, which was the major problem, meth, possession of methamphetamines, uh, you know, <laughs> look. I don't think the car didn't have insurance, too. Something about the insurance. So if the police send you a letter like that after you've just run away from them, do not go back to the station to reclaim your property. They actually said this, that they arrested him, right? But that when he gets out or whatever, that lottery ticket will actually be in his possessions. It's because they said it's not illegal to have a lottery ticket. When he leaves the station, he will be given that ticket back, although they actually commented that he will not get his meth back, which I thought was super funny. But he's going to get that ticket. So I guess it worked. I just thought about that, really. Right, Gracie? I guess it worked. He went down there to get his ticket. He's going to get the ticket back. Now, I don't know how many days that you know that there is on those tickets. I've never had. I've never actually gotten a $100 winner on a scratcher ticket, but... He'll get the ticket when he gets out of prison. That's pretty good. Maybe it does work. So, okay, so if you get a letter, I guess you can go down there. Eventually, when you get out, you will get your property back. Hilarious. Just This is another reason why, you know, we're not exactly living on Mars yet. Maybe that Tesla robot thing that he showed the other day will go there first because there just doesn't seem to be, there's not enough of us that have any brain cells together to take us up there. All right, so that's where we're going to wrap it up today. We're going to uh, hit the Jake's downshift, hit the uh, rest area, 
That's uh, some trucking words right there for people that are not truck drivers. And uh, we'll be back, uh, you know, on Friday uh, with another podcast. I hope that you will come and watch the YouTube channel. Okay. Uh, I'm live every Monday at 1230 p.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. For those of you, uh, possibly the eight of you in Uzbekistan or one person downloaded eight episodes. It doesn't break it down like that. Either way, perhaps you could be there and say hello. That would be really great. Otherwise, we'll see you on the videos or podcasts. Let me know what you think, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening.